Welcome to this episode of M3 Minutes. I'm your host, Haley Wolf, and today I will be chatting with Laura Resco, Director of Hotel Intelligence at Hotstats, and Christy Ingram, Partnership Sales Executive here at M3, about hotel benchmarking and how it can help recession-proof your business. We will also dive into the current state of hospitality in 2023 predictions. Well, Laura and Christy, thank you so much for being with us today. Laura, I know it's your first time being on M3 Minutes. Um, so before we get into the nitty gritty of benchmarking and industry trends and hot stats, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Thank you, Haley and Christy, for welcoming here in these beautiful offices today. Um, yeah, absolutely. My name is Laura. I'm originally from Buenos Aires in Argentina, and I came to the U.S. at the end of 2017. I've been working with Hotstats since 2018, started in their customer success department, and now I've moved to business development with this new challenge. Uh, so very happy about that. Um, academically, I studied economics in Buenos Aires, and then I did my master's in hospitality management at the Hilton College, go Cougs. Um, and very, very happy to be here right now. Well, we're happy to have you and congratulations on the promotion. What all will that promotion entail? Well, thank you very much. Um, the job title is Director of Business Intelligence for the Americas. And the idea is to drive our strategic partnerships forward, work with our partners like M3, just to spread the word of profitability and help hoteliers find the opportunities to increase their profits as well. Well, we are on the same page as you with that. And of course, we have Miss Christy Ingram here. Christy, thanks for being here. Always a pleasure. <laughs> um, and you help sell M3 partnerships, and you've been doing this for quite some time. How many years exactly have you been doing that? I have been in the partnership space for about three years, three years this year. Well, three years, that is awesome. And I know Hot Stats has been great for benchmarking and market insights for M3 customers. So Laura, Hotstats offers that to hoteliers. What are some of the benefits hoteliers are experiencing from having access to this information? Well, there's a lot uh, that you can take away from profitability benchmarking. The first thing is knowing yourself and knowing your position in the competitive landscape. Um, just to understand where you are in terms of your expenses, where you are in terms of your revenue segments, and obviously where you are in terms of your profitability is essential, particularly for owners as well of those hotels. So that's the type of information that we like to share with our customers and that are, is just the highest value for them. Perfect. And what would you say are the three most important benchmarking metrics? Well, absolutely. The first one is total revenue which you can look at on a per-available rooms basis or a per-occupied rooms basis. The idea is to understand how effective you are or how efficient you are at generating revenue for your full asset, not just your rooms department. The second uh, metric that I would recommend is your gross operating profit, of course, which you can take look at per-available room, per-occupied room, and as a percentage of your total revenue. And the idea is to understand, well, how much your full asset is yielding you. And the third metric, which is not super popular or well-known right now, but I think is going to pick up a lot in the industry, is flow-through and flex. And these two metrics help you identify how flexible your operation is when, for example, you're looking at flow-through, that tells you how much of each incremental dollar of revenue you're able to add to the bottom line. And when you're looking at flex, 
is how much is your profitability being impacted by each dollar of revenue that you're losing. So basically, you're understanding how flexible you are to keep the dollars that are coming in. And then when you're facing a downturn, how flexible you are to protect that bottom line. Very interesting. That's a, I haven't heard of that one, so that's neat to hear about. Christy, would you agree with those three that she listed? Yes, 100%. 100%. Um, you always got to know where you're at, um, you know, as far as revenue goes. But, you know, with the hot stats product, I mean, they offer you the whole the whole pie. So, I mean, you get a full look at everything. But yeah, if I were to earmark three, I would echo uh, Laura's sentiments as well. Perfect. And how would you define benchmarking? If you just had to simplify it, how would you define hotel benchmarking? I would define hotel benchmarking by just um, looking at where I'm at versus the competition. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how as simplest terms as, as I could make it is just to say, where am I at versus my competition and how can I beat them? And you've worked in hotels before. How crucial is it to benchmark? Oh, it's, it's vital. I mean, you've got to, I mean, if you want to be number one in your comp set, if you want to be number one um, in your brand, whatever, whatever you're out there competing against, I mean, you gotta, you gotta be able to have a starting point and know what your goal is. And your goal is always to beat or exceed your benchmark. So yeah, hundred percent. You gotta know where your benchmark is. You gotta know what other people are doing. And Christy, on the side of sales, have you ever had any customers who are kind of scared to go into the world of benchmarking? They're like, I'm doing just fine. Why do I need to do this? Are people normally open to that? I have never, I've never heard anybody be scared of it. Mm -hmm. Um, I am hearing it more and more now. I think this new generation of hoteliers, um, they are starting to learn, um, you know, that there's a lot more out there, Mm -hmm. you know, and that there's a lot more things that are available to them, a lot more opportunities to um, mine their data and do things with it that's going to benefit them. Uh, You know, data is king right now. And um, Hot Stats has all the metrics to make a hotelier successful. And I think data is going to keep that throne. Absolutely. It sure (laughs) will. Laura, did you have anything to add there? Yeah, absolutely. For us at Hotstats, uh, benchmarking is a continuous process of improvement. It's not something that you can get done in a checklist. Okay, I've done Mm -hmm. my benchmarking and then move on. There are always opportunities for you to improve. So having an idea of how you're doing, how your competitive set is doing, and also the wider market allows you to identify those opportunities and keep moving forward and optimizing. Perfect. Now that our listeners know why benchmarking is important, we all probably heard a likely recession is going to happen in 2023. We all hope not, but it seems to be impending upon us. So how does benchmarking help recession-proof a hotel business? And Laura, I'll let you chime in first here. Well, benchmarking is essential during uh, a downturn because in those times you have to make very impactful decisions very fast. There is not a lot of time for you to ponder what you're going to do or where things are going. So before a recession, benchmarking allows you to see those first information points, those first data points that might point towards where things are going. So it's very important that you're ready for those and plan ahead. During a recession, it's important to change course very rapidly so that you can protect your bottom line and protect uh, your operation. So benchmarking allows you to do that because it keeps you in contact with the data uh, of the business regularly. And then... After a recession, you can use benchmarking as well to see where the recovery is at and how you can plan for that new landscape as well. 
Very essential, it sounds like. And Christy, you worked in hotels in the midst of the Great Recession from 2007 to 2009. Do you feel like if you had had a tool like Hot Stats that it would have impacted the bottom line of your hotel? It would have made all the difference. Um, you know, I actually opened a hotel, a new build, in the middle of 2008. And... Um, you know, it was it was just crazy, and we didn't know, you know, what was going on in the comp set. I mean, we had our we had our other report uh, that was provided to us, but it only gives you, you know, a part of what's actually going on in your hotel and in the comp set. And uh, if we had have had a reporting tool like Hot Stats back then to see the full view, you know. Is our labor out of line? You know, can we cut costs here? Why is my, you know, my comp set paying $10 less for trash bags than, than our paper products rather than we are? Um, you know, it would have made um, my comp set as well as us uh, more successful as a whole. We would have been able to, you know, save money um, as well as better serve our customers. A so game 100%. changer in mm -hmm. recessions. For sure. So what was it like to work in hospitality in those years? Were you feel fearful of what was to come um, in job security? Well, you know, I had been through um, the 9-11 scenario in a resort setting Um and that was <clears throat> terribly scary, but it was the first time any of us had ever been through anything like that. Um, so we didn't know what was going on. I just remember my boss running into the office and telling us to, you know, cut all of the checks that are in AP and hand them to her, you know, and um, pausing everything. Don't answer the phones, <laughs> you know. Um, so I think, although I hated going through that, I think it kind of prepared me for what we were going, not knowing at that time, of course. Um, I think it kind of prepared me for the shock that came in 2008. Um, thankfully, um, we were in a prime spot in Gainesville, Georgia, in that, that little Hilton Garden Inn. And um, we were in a prime spot for a lot of government business. Um, we had, we took care of a lot of, there was a lot of banks going under um, at that time. And um, we, we got a lot of uh, the, the people, uh, government people coming in and staying in our hotel. It kind of kept us afloat. We would get, you know, social business, um, you know, occasionally, but for the most part, it was business and um government. Um, it was scary. Um, I, and like now where everybody is, you know, looking for workers in 2008, it was the complete opposite. Mm -hmm. I had a, a full staff, all that we could, um, do. And, and then I had people lined up out my front door every day coming in looking for jobs. So, um, 2008, 2009, it was, it was definitely scary. Um, to have some more visibility as to what was going on in the market would have absolutely helped a lot. Um, I hope we don't see that um, mm -hmm. this year. I'll be honest, I'm a little fearful that it's going to be a replay. Um, but I was just at Disney and the hotels and the parks were absolutely full. So I have all the faith in the world mm -hmm. that our hospitality families are going to be just fine. And I'm with you. I mean, you go to the airport and it's packed. You yeah. get on a plane and there's not an empty seat. Laura, did you experience that coming to Atlanta this week? Yeah, absolutely. Everywhere you go, uh, you know, the planes are full. 
they make you check your uh, your carry-on just mm-hmm. because there's so many um you know flyers on the plane and uh when you see the hotels as well everybody is booked and revenge does seem to be back with a vengeance mm-hmm. there will also a world travel and tourism council report coming out that said 31% of people wanted to spend more on travel in 2023 than they did in 2022. So those are great signals for our industry as well. Absolutely. And I think a lot of that probably stems from the pandemic. You know, people couldn't travel for so long. They pushed those trips out and now they're finally able to take those or they're like, I'm not going to wait to take these life changing trips. And they're just hopping on planes and going. I completely agree with that. 100%. I think if COVID taught us anything at all, um, it's to seize the day. Mm-hmm. And and if you want to go do something, save your dollars and go do it. Don't wait till tomorrow. Go do it today. So 100%. I think you're correct on that. And that kind of brings me to the current state of hospitality. And that's what we're going to talk about next is I know profitability um, was up last year as opposed to 2019. Laura, did you have anything, any future insights to that number as we move forward? What we've seen is that the recovery in profitability for hotels was mostly driven by ADR. So hotels were able to increase their rates and that was able to compensate for the increases in costs as well. This was not the same across all of asset classes. Of course, we saw that luxury hotels have way more room to play with their rates and increase them than extended stay or select service properties. Um, They were more in trouble doing that, so their um, profitability numbers didn't recover as fast as for those luxury, ultra luxury properties. Um, But we do think that uh, that rate increase may not Uh, be replicated during 2023, uh, the growth will be a little bit um, stalled. So Mm -hmm. that's going to be uh, interesting to juggle from a profitability point of view, even though the good news is that we see that the costs for hotels are plateauing this year as well. All right. Well, inflation for several hospitality-related products are going to going to continue to rise um, 5% upwards to 10% this year, according to AHNLA. How do you think this will affect the industry as a whole? Well, um, I think as we were speaking before, right, that is going to be a challenge for the profitability numbers of hotels. But there is some good news, which, of course, we mentioned before, that uh, revenge travel is here to stay. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be interesting to see that interplay with volume coming back to hotels um, and uh, developing the top line more than ADR and how that plays with the increased costs. But we do think that um, these costs are going to be plateauing a little bit as well during the year. So... I think it's going to be an interesting interplay between volume and and cost. So from what you know, do you think there will be a slowdown in leisure travel? I know we were all just talking about people want to go places. Um, Do you think once the numbers come in for end of year 2023 that we'll see a decline in leisure travel? I don't think we'll see a decline in leisure travel. And particularly these days, it's so hard to distinguish leisure Mm -hmm. from business. Um, I think the word that has become super popular since 2020 is leisure, right? So combining (laughs) that necessity to travel for work with the travel for pleasure. And it's, I think, more today, instead of traveling to one place because you need to do ABCs, you will do ABC while you will explore the destination and make it a a whole experience. What I do think, though, is that um, hotels 
as we said, you know, 31% of people will spend more than in 2022, I don't think that necessarily means that they will accept much higher rates than they were paying, but rather that they want to travel more and that they want to see more value for what they're paying while they're traveling as well. So I think it's going to be an interesting challenge to show that value added um, by the hotels to the travelers that are moving. And Laura, out of curiosity, and this is just something I've seen in my age demographic, is travel is huge. People are quitting their jobs and buying a van and traveling or quitting their jobs and living in Portugal, using that as their central hub to see Europe. Um, Do you think this age demographic will play into an incline in numbers and travel just worldwide? Well, yeah, and that's a fantastic point. We've seen a lot of um, nomad workers. Digital nomads. Yes, exactly. Digital nomads. And you see in Instagram, you know, the pictures of here I am working on the beach. Mm -hmm. And it seems to be, of course, really, really popular. So I think part of uh, the travel boom as well is that you can just work from everywhere. So you don't need to be off, you know, or not traveling, sorry, not working for some reason to travel, Mm -hmm. but you can take your work with you and just, you know, be anywhere in the world. Exactly. And I I think I'm going to ask both of you this. If you could go anywhere in the world, where would it be to visit? Oh, that's a, that's a tough question, but I think I would go to Spain. Okay. To Galicia, because it's one place I haven't been and my father is from there. So I would just want to visit there for, you know, explore the family history a little bit. Absolutely. Christy, how about you? Where's your dream location? I want to visit Jerusalem. Very neat. That would be a very, very neat trip. Um, So I know the current state of hospitality is a little questionable just due to impending things, but that kind of just brings me to the M3 and hot stats overview because that's how you can look ahead and see what's coming for your hotel. So, Christy, do you mind giving our listeners a quick overview of the M3 and Hotstats partnership and how M3 customers can go about activating that? Absolutely. I'd be delighted to do that. So if um, you are interested in Hotstats, um, we have negotiated a beautiful partnership with them uh, with their subscription. So um, real quick, Hotstats, if you didn't catch it. I've, I've been kind of plugging it along the way. But so hot stats is kind of like um, a similar report you get on um, Wednesdays and once a month. Um, but it adds in additional metrics that's going to add in um, your um expense information. Um, And with that, you're going to get that full view of um, how you're performing in the market. It's also going to give you some indicators on how your competitors are um, performing in the market. So as you can see, this is a vital resource um, that um, is only going to make you a better, more profitable hotelier. Um, So like I said, we have negotiated a a brilliant uh, offer exclusively for M3 customers Um, with uh, your M3 accounting course subscription. um, You can, you're eligible to get a free subscription um, to hot stats. Um, It's just a data share agreement. You share your data anonymously and we provide, or they provide uh, data for you anonymously in those reports. You'll get a monthly report with all of the um, information that we've been talking about within it. Um, You'll also have access to a portal um, that 
you can go and um, look at at any time. And um, if you would like to get that started, um, you can email me at Christy, K-R-I-S-T-Y at m3as.com or you can call me at 770-519-3636 and I'll be happy to get that ball rolling for you. It's super simple. It's a couple of mouse clicks and add some information and you're rolling. We're going to do all the hard work for you. Um, our team down in Tampa will get um, the data push sent over to Hot Stats, and that will be on a schedule. And then the Hot Stats team will get that data mapped to their centralized chart of accounts. And uh, you're off, off and away. Well, it seems like a very simple process and quick process. So that's all you can ask for Absolutely. as a customer. It's super simple. And it's free. And it's free. There's nothing better than that. <laughs> um, so... Both of you might know it's women, Women's History Month. Um, so although this podcast won't make it to the press probably until mid-April, I have two great women sitting in front of me today who have made it in business. So what advice do you have for women looking to grow their own business or just their career with a company? And Laura, I'll, I'll let you go first here. Well, I think first of all is to not be afraid to go for what you want. I think sometimes we limit ourselves or we just Im imagine all the reasons why we can't do what we want. But um, in that sense, it's just going for it. Um, the second piece of advice I would give is to persevere. Um, there are a lot of roadblocks along the way, but you just have to you know, have your vision and your passion for what you're doing drive you and, and get through those. And the third one is don't be afraid to reach out to your network. Um, we know people who know people who know people. Mm -hmm. And that's the best way if you need help or if you want to pitch your ideas, just talk to your network, make use of that. And you will find that there are a lot more people interested in helping you than at first you, you thought. A lot of people are on your side sometimes that you exactly. don't even think of. I love that. And Christy, how about you? Um, I would say, first of all, every opportunity you have to learn something new, absolutely do that. Knowledge is power. Um, second of all, um, I would say take some public speaking classes. I think we as women, we tend to kind of, um, we're not boisterous by nature, most mm -hmm. of us, you know, um, we're, we're not out there, you know. Um, making our voices heard. I think we're a little intimidated sometimes. I know I certainly was. Um, and I, I've been I've been the lone woman in a lot of meetings before. And that can be quite intimidating. And I know my voice um, in those settings generally likes to say low and soft. Um, and I would just tell tell um, any anyone who is, you know, aspiring to be in, you know, those boardrooms or on podcasts or whatever, speak up, speak out and speak loud. You are you are a, a brilliant, uh, brilliant woman. And there is so much that we all have to offer to the world as women. We have our own unique perspective. And we have our own unique way of looking at things and, and taking care of things. And the world needs that. So when you're sitting in uh, that room and you're the lone woman, throw your shoulders back, your chin up and speak loud and don't let them hear your voice quiver. I love that. I wish I could clap my hands for you right now. That was amazing. <laughs> And I mean, you're you're so right on the target. You know, I, I in my career, I started out timid and I think I'm just now getting to where I'm not that way. 
I interviewed you, Haley. I know. You have, you, I remember interviewing you and your voice was shaky and I was like, bless her heart. I was nervous. And I know it and I'm so sorry. But you know what? She is our director of public relations and marketing now. And just a quick, what? Almost five years. That's amazing. That's amazing. And now she stands with confidence and her voice is projected and out and she's heard and it's amazing. It's amazing. She has really come into her own. So, well, thank you. Bravo, ma'am. I really appreciate it. And we all have to go through our own little growth spurts as women, you know, and just take it to the next level each time. Um, so as we come to a close today, Laura, what advice would you give to hoteliers as we move forward in 2023? I think the key thing in 2023 is going to be understand your expenses and why they are there. So starting your budgeting uh, you know, season or your budgeting plans with a zero and understand if you have an expense, why it's there, it needs to have a justification. So to understand that, of course, see your competitors, see the wider market, see your asset class, understand your data in that broader context. So you can see what's going on with the rest of your hotels, within your region, within your asset class, and also your direct competitors. Uh, basically is to see how the expenses that you have in place are actually driving value for your customers and then leading to a higher profitability for you. Well, I think you got that one right on. Christy, do you have anything to add to that? No. Well, you've just got it all covered for <laughs> us, Laura. I love that. Well, I'm sure our listeners will find this information you both shared today helpful and insightful. Thank you both for taking the time to chat with me today. And I'm looking forward to seeing the M3 and Hot Stats partnership grow over the course of 2023. As am I. I'm so glad I met you, Laura. Thank you. Thank you, Christy. And thank you, Haley. It was fantastic to talk to you today. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of M3 Minutes. Laura and Christy brought some great insights into benchmarking and how you can use it to your business's advantage. If you like this episode, don't forget to like and subscribe. Until next time, hoteliers.